perception in this ever-changing world is an ongoing decision. Why do we need to keep reviewing our perceptions? Well, the goal is to establish stability in a society that is moving more rapidly than we can comprehend. The world as we knew it will never be the same, and as we navigate our way through this new way of living, we must be sure that we see things right before we attempt to set things right. I am Angelique Dutoy, and on today's podcast, I will be sharing about the gift of imagination for such a time as this, and how powerful it is to take us to new ways of perceiving and thinking, and ultimately, how it can bring elements of change into our lives. In this intricate and oh-so-open-to-deception world of communication we live in, we need to discern the facts from the lies that easily complicate what we believe to be truth in our lives. While it is important to know your why, it is just as important to know your lie. How you perceive will be how you receive. Faulty perception can quickly lead to deception. For this reason, we need to be constantly fact-checking our perceptions. Many of the matters of morals and values, or lack thereof, seem to be easily justified by today's standards. In this anything-goes kind of world, raising children with principles and godly guidelines, for instance, has become a minefield. Social media, with its many brilliant benefits, has become a platform of self-idolatry, as the right height, weight, look and style is used to sell everything from soap to super yachts, and a younger generation is blindsided with a perception that says, I can never be like that. I could never look like that. I could never achieve that. Or maybe I'll just pretend. While there are many magnificent strides being made in the name of progress, it mostly leaves our heads spinning and our hearts questioning. We wonder how we came this far and where on earth it's all going to end. There was recently an early morning breakfast discussion on the radio. And what was the topic? Is the Bible still relevant for today? I smiled. We have the Bible and the Spirit of God on earth and man still manages to get himself into such a mess. The line of deception continues if we ignore the instructions that are for our good, that we realize that we were designed to live an abundant life with every gift pertaining to life to give us success, long life, enjoyment, fulfillment, every emotion that God has ever put in humankind was meant to be expressed for our good. Much of this content is taken out of my book, Turn It Around, and as I was writing part of this book, I was 36,000 feet in the air. And my perceptions, of course, continually changed as I looked at the expanse of the ocean below and the never-ending puffballs of clouds that surrounded me. Sometimes you feel as if you could reach out and touch them. It's only a perception, of course, but it feels very real nonetheless. We were on a return flight from Orlando where we attended our industry's annual direct selling world convention. A fun part of this meeting of the minds was visiting the world-renowned Epcot Center attraction at Disney World. Talk about the power of one's imagination. It was a seed that was sown 
tended and harvested in the mind of a certain Mr. Walt Disney. He turned that dream into a reality. And well, the rest is joyous entertainment. This is the power of imagination. One idea, effectively manifested, continues to change the experience of family entertainment every day. A highlight was taking in the sights and the sounds of the terrific fireworks display that would rival any nation's New Year's Eve fireworks show. As an added treat, we were hosted as special guests in a no-wait queue to enjoy one of the park's most popular rides called Soaring. This is where my musings began. Your mind is what you make it, I thought. As we were all jostled into a queue, the scene was set with an overhead video portraying the captain of the craft preparing us for a so-called boarding of a different type of aeroplane that was about to take us somewhere we had never been before. We were swiftly ushered into seats that made us feel like we were sitting in an oversized craft. Just like our pilot's view, our view was unobscured and we were cleared for takeoff. No eyewear, no masks, no headset and no unusual buckling up was required. Just a simple strap across the waist and we were good to go. All aboard for takeoff, but to where? There were no clues and the captain's voice gave no indication of where we were heading. Mentally, in reality, I knew I was strapped into my seat. My legs were hanging loose beneath me. My eyes were not looking through any unusual or magnified eyewear and my ears had no piped voices or sounds streaming through them. The only change I became aware of was a slight raising and tilting of my seat while pleasant music filled the studio. In one fell swoop we were up in the clouds, a very gentle g-force pushed against us as we headed through these clouds. In a moment we were in the Antarctic, with ice-blue water surrounding us and polar bears and their young frolicking below. The sound of their weighty bodies crashing into the water felt mere inches away. We weren't just watching it, we were there, actually, physically turning our bodies and our faces aside so we wouldn't get drenched in the huge splash of water they made. It was all in our minds, of course. With a swift turn to the left, we were jostling with African elephants, curling up their trunks and dusting themselves with sand. The smell of African grass and soil played with our olfactory senses. Their trumpeting sounds were loud and right up close. In the blink of an eye, we were hurtling towards the Victoria Falls. The craft had its nose tipped down at such a degree that it felt like we were flying into its belly while the water was powerfully pounding around us. In the next breath, the beautiful Mont Blanc mountain in Switzerland towered above us. The aircraft came in so close that it felt like I could touch it with my nose. The swoop upwards was so steep that I found myself automatically lifting my feet so I wouldn't touch the peak. 
It was no different with the Eiffel Tower that went by within inches of my tippy toes. And as we soared towards Montana's buttes and mazes, I found myself taking in a deep breath to squeeze through a mountain crevice that felt like it was going to close us in. Phew, we just made it. In a second, a new direction, a new country, a new sight. This time, the Taj Mahal. I could brush the top of it with my hand and the smell of sweet jasmine was so pleasant to inhale. The peaceful parade of hot air balloons was a sight to behold. We were in the balloon right next to the others. Effortlessly and weightlessly, we glided along with the hot air released in a melodic rhythm. We must have covered tens of thousands of miles taking in the sights, sounds and smells of a world heretofore unseen. Experiencing every twist and turn with great joy, especially as we flew over the globe of Epcot Center, shrouded in shades of brilliant lilac with its backdrop of the majestic fireworks display. It was up close and personal. And guess what? We covered this and more in just under five minutes. We never left our seats, but for certain, we were everywhere. We were everywhere in our minds. This is the gift of imagination, the power of our mind at work, the magnificent inborn endowment of the cognitive process. Yes, it is virtual reality, but without the goggles. The goggles, you see, are in our mind. The whole experience is first captured in your mind and it is processed in milliseconds. Following almost instantaneously, in unison, is the reaction of your body. Remember when I lifted my feet so I didn't stub my toe on the peak of Mont Blanc? Now if this can be experienced in a simple chair with a mechanism that can move you up and down, and at times with a tilt and all because of what your eye is beholding and your brain is sensing, you have a real-time experience. Understanding this must give us the clue that there must be something deeper we can apply to some of the daily negative and positive experiences that ebb and flow across the minds of our lives. Which of these circumstances are real-time? And which have we created through our own movie-making, projecting them onto the screens of our minds? And sometimes they take us up, and sometimes they take us down into the belly of the Victoria Falls. This is the power of the minds that we have been given. The intrigue about virtual reality is that it keeps you guessing. In most instances, you can't tell the real from the feel or the real from the fake. What you do know is that your body's responses make you feel like you are right there, in the midst of it, in the thick of the events. Just think about how often you have reflected back on a trauma trigger that has happened in your life, something that made you afraid, something that caused you to be startled, something that caused you great pain. You can relive it in a moment, in this present moment in your life, even though it may have happened one year, 10 years or 30 years ago. What I find fascinating is that our minds are powerful beyond our current understanding since our intelligent minds cannot discern what is real and what is virtual, it leaves us with quite a dilemma. 
It is only when our brains engage to tell our minds that we are back, that we are still seated, that we are in a simulated ride, that our minds once again accept our current reality. The mind does have an eye, and it will become an enthusiastic participant in whatever you show it. The body is a natural follower. How then does this affect our daily lives? What we watch and what we allow through the gate of our eyes, what we hear and give access to through the gate of our ears, how we spend valuable time that we can never get back, feeding our minds information that it probably doesn't need, what we tell ourselves continuously, and what vain imaginations do we allow into our thinking. In Psalm 16 verse 7, It reads, I will bless the eternal whose wise teaching orchestrates my days and centers my mind at night. The biggest enemy we have to overcome is what, how and why we think the way we do, especially at night, because our dreams reveal much about what is going on in our lives. And unless your mind is giving you consistent, valuable feedback, useful information, edifying pictures and life-giving qualities daily, we have to know that there is continually a virtual giant we have to slay. I say virtual because mostly it is our wild and unbridled imaginations that keep us ensnared and cowering, usually in fear. Protect yourself from alarming imaginations by keeping your eyes and heart on the good words given by the Lord. In Isaiah 26 verses 3 to 4, This is a beautiful verse to keep in your imagination power pack. You will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever, because in the Lord, the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. So this is so clear that part of our gift of life is to have a mind that is kept in perfect peace. Or the unwanted alternative is when we echo what Job said and lived through centuries ago. He said, what I feared in my mind most descends on me. My nightmare is now a reality. And you can see that in Job 3.25. I've said for years that we usually live life twice. We live it once in our mind and then in our reality. That is the power of fear. And fear is easily turned into your reality, even though it's only in your mind. How so? Well, ask yourself, do you make Mont Blanc mountains out of relatively small matters? What you perceive is how you receive. Do you start imagining vain things are going to happen long before they are your reality? When what you perceive becomes what you believe, you have in that moment already created your reality. 
it is mostly mind over matter. And as I shared with you, I was writing part of this book, flying back to South Africa, and just as I had finished capturing a sentence, the captain of the aircraft hastily instructed the cabin crew to take their seats as there was turbulence ahead. The enormous B777-300 aircraft started to shudder and shake, and at times it felt like I was bobbing and rising, tens of feet at a time. Passengers whispered in hushed tones and others stared silently ahead. A couple voiced their fear. The weaving of the plane felt like it was never going to end. And it is in such times that we have to gather our thoughts and point them in faith in God's direction. Otherwise, the fear of our unrestrained imagination has full sway. Our minds start to imagine and feel that the aeroplane is lurching this way and that and thoroughly convinced that we are on a nosedive, we start to think about who are we sitting next to and are they perhaps the person we will die next to? Did I say my last goodbyes? Is my will in order? And what pain will my family go through? Those that I leave behind when I'm no longer there. These thoughts race through our minds quicker than the speed of light. And then the seatbelt light switches off. There is only smooth flying ahead. You may have lived through a terrifying series of events over the course of a few minutes. And even though nothing happened in the natural, the consequences are experienced in your body and in your nervous system. Ramp that pattern up a couple of times during a day's span of 24 hours and you have taken your stress levels through the roof. Your blood pressure has boosted itself off the charts and your heart palpitations are screaming that something else more dire might happen to you. When you have a chance to catch your breath, you realise there is still margin left in your deadline and that presentation you are panicking about went as smooth as silk and the client finally did buy into your idea. Your child writing their exams passed with good grades and the doctor's report that you were so concerned about turned out fine. Phew, but what if? You see, that is where perception determines our choice. So what would change in your life if you made a decision to live in positive anticipation and not dread? How would your life change if you addressed your anxiety with faith instead of wallowing in, I am afraid that, and you can complete the sentence. Something would surely shift if you chose to trust God more than the lies that flood your ears and control your mind. Try embracing the power of your God-given imagination instead of giving in to fear. Make a determined decision to separate the lies from God's unquestionable truth. How would your life change if you allowed no one to intimidate you or make you feel insecure? Or, as I started off this podcast by saying, you spend a life of comparison against those who are selling everything from soap to super yachts. And most of them are all touched up anyway. When you meet them in the real, you might not get the true feel. How about agreeing with God that his word is indeed the final authority in your life and everything you encounter in your life will be measured against this truth. It is very empowering, I can tell you. If now is not the time to turn around these thoughts, then when will the right time be? In closing this podcast, then, I want to proclaim an extravagant blessing over your life. 
These words were originally penned by the late John Paul Jackson. May you reach the purpose for which you were created. May you have courage above your peers. May you have more passion for the things of God than others think is necessary. May you dream more than others think is practical. May you expect more than others think is possible. May you choose wisely without earthly bias. You have people to influence that you have not yet met. You have lives to change that are awaiting your arrival. You are strategically placed wherever God takes you by his grand design, just so that you can become everything he made you to be. That place is the place you can grow best. That place is the place where you can be most fruitful. The place where the future is changed because of your presence. May you see vistas that others don't even know exist. May you see God in every petal of every flower and in every blade of grass, for each of them are designed by his hand. May you bless your children and may they become giants of faith under the mighty hand of God. You won't fail. You were made by God to be here for such a time as this. Thank you for joining me, Angelique Detoy, on today's podcast on the gift of imagination for such a time as this. Until we connect again, keep using your powerful imagination for good. And God bless. Thank you.